it's almost like the season finale or premiere of a show and the two you got two babies like if mike and i got married that would just be the icing on the cake you are now listening to good bad or Welcome to the Good Batter Bullshit Podcast. Three guys, random topics, unlimited opinion, and a gerbil. If you're a new listener, we're a podcast that delivers unprepared reviews on topics selected at random thanks to the diesel-fueled, many-horse-powered random topic generator. My name is Bo Schwartz, and I'm single, and I'm joined by the highly intelligent and adorable when he's angry, Michael Hodgins. Hello, Mike. Hello. What's with the gerbil? I don't know. It was. Oh, stu- you just mentioned you're single. Enough said. It, <laughs> it was just in the script I was reading from. All right. And also joining us is the superest of Metroids, the wolfiest of Steens, the grandest of Theft Autos, and the princiest of all the Persias himself, Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton. Hey. How's it going there, Bo? Not too bad, my fellow prince. <laughs> That's a good script you got there, buddy. Yeah. It's now over, so, you know. But... Uh, I'll so we can make we can go back to making gerbil jokes. Yeah, I don't think we actually made any gerbil jokes, and it wasn't actually in my script. I just kind of felt like putting it a gerbil in there. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like something you would do. <laughs> Anyways, how are you boys doing? It's been a little while. I guess I saw you on the weekend, but uh, you guys excited to do a show today? I somewhat. I'm I am sick. I think I had food poisoning and was. Being sick all day, <laughs> puking and the whatnot. Well, I'm thinking you shouldn't eat poison or maybe rotten food. <clears throat> well, that's the trick with it. it's like a, it's like a it's like a negative surprise when you get food poisoning because you don't know you're going to get it, and then you do. But uh, all I was thinking about all day was was how brutal it must be for people going through chemo who feel just nauseous all the time and are throwing up often. Because I had like eight hours of that, I was like, I want to, I don't want to live. So my heart goes out to anyone with chemo who's t- doing chemo because man, that is but you that is brutal. You don't know what it was that you ate, right? I think probably some bad chicken. <laughs> I, I'm not sure it's what always the chicken. I always assume it's chicken too. I'm, I'm not sure what the the response time is on it, but I know that I f- was there was a day where I felt like a hundred percent, and then I had a slice of pizza pizza, and within thirty minutes I was sick. Like it acted fast. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa. and I I won't eat pizza pizza. Uh, Ever again, I hate pizza pizza. Let's not, whoa, 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 let's not slam the door on sponsors here. We love pizza pizza and good batter bullshit. <laughs> Hell no, I, that's uh, barf money. I, I don't do barf money. All right. I I went uh, I went jogging tonight, which uh, I feel the need to mention based on the fact that I am also pooched. So Mike's pooched due to being sick, vomiting and all that. I'm pooched due to jogging. So, Bo, you have a tactical advantage over Mike and I in this uh, debating venue that we're, we have. No, we're I'm setting pooched. this up. Uh, the, the, the show, um, my, the official sleeper inner of the show woke up at 6 after a nice 12-hour nap, and I went out and got exercise today and did all sorts of great things. Um, like, I, I read a book, I went for a two-hour walk, I practiced my Hungarian, and so I'm tired as, <laughs> as well as a result of having a full day. And the lesson that I've learned from all of this is that getting up early is really sucks. So, you know, 8 o'clock and later is probably better. 6 is too early. So, yeah. what an so, exciting show you've decided to listen to, dear new listener. <laughs> yeah, let's get right into a topic, I think. Yeah, let's just go ahead and do this, all right? Uh, Mike? Oh, uh-huh. if I can find the strength. 
this oh. is how we do it. This is how we do it. So what do we got? Uh, the topic today is uh, death. Wah, wah. <laughs> That's a pretty heavy topic. Yeah, I guess maybe I shouldn't uh, make jokes about death. It's a sensitive topic. Well, um, joke, but you know, it's uh, having felt like death today, and um, <laughs> thinking and thinking about people on, say, chemotherapy and. Yeah. Uh, you know, struggling to try to live and beat some horrible disease. I will say that I definitely believe there are worse things in death. Right off the bat, i.e., suffering that's worse than death. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, you might say that suffering's worse than death, but uh... oh, it is worse than death. When you're when you're dead, you can't suffer, and that's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> but, but if you're like, for example, if you're given the option, like someone's like, okay, you can live another ten years and you'll be tortured every day, or you can die, I'd probably be like, well, I'll choose die. You probably would uh, uh, choose die, and uh, the end of that is because we don't know. Death is one of those big unknowns, right? Uh, and and so you're you're. Um, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. In that case, you're taking the devil you don't know, which is death, because everybody knows that suffering sucks. So uh, you you wouldn't you wouldn't want that, right? Um, but but I I mentioned in when we went back like to late last year, I I was talking about how my dad had passed away, um, and in, I went through this sort of phase of thinking about death quite a lot, and uh, and uh, when you think about it and like. When you think about it as an atheist, um, and it's 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 tough to to talk about what's after life or or death without touching on religion, obviously. But I'm an a- I'm an atheist, so I sort of think like we're animals and our our brain shut down, and then we just you know we just cease to exist uh, altogether, and that scares the living shit out of me. So I can't think of much worse than that. Like even suffering and all that sort of stuff. Like it, it the way- I don't know. The way I've always thought about it, which and which is just it's it's kind of it sounds strange, but um, if it try to think about before you were born, you know, it's kind of like because that's the same state as death. Before you lived, you didn't exist. Period. You're you know. So if if you take the view that okay, there's no, I'm not a religious person. There's no afterlife. Oh my God, it's it is it is scary because you're alive now. But in 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 essence, we've all been there before. Um, it's like being alive is this little window of uh, you know potentially wonderful experience uh, surrounded by the kind of vacuousness of not existing. So I feel like well. You know, it wasn't so bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I don't remember anything about it. All of a sudden, I was just alive. And um, and when I think about it like that, it doesn't seem so bad. And well, it, it, yeah. there's a bit of a logical hole in there in the sense that before you were born, if you were in the same state as you were like after death as we know it, um, there is a distinction because you would be nothing after having lived as opposed to nothing before nothing. Like, no, and, nothing before lived, and but we don't know if there actually is a difference or not. Like you can't actually say there's nothing after death. No, no, yeah, I can't say it. But but if see, my view is one that there isn't. I, I'm I'm an atheist, and and I think there's probably there is no afterlife. So I think that there's 
you know, it, once you die, you're dead. And then I think that before I was born, there was I was in non-existence. And so it, it, it is it is kind of a weird logical gap because I know one one you can think about and one you didn't have the option of thinking about. <laughs> so 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 it is more difficult to to, to think about dying and moving into that state of non-existence but we've all been there before is what i always tell myself and i'm like and if you just think about it like this it's not so bad and because it's also you know what they say it's it's death and taxes are the only sure things in life so so we're all going there would you really Um, want to go back and live with your parents though no no bo before (laughs) being alive (laughs) i'm just saying in 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 analogy i'm trying to paint an analogy where it's like living at home was great and stuff but i was eager to move out on my own and i would never want to go back and live with my parents no offense to my parents um so by the same token if i was in a the same place in in this let's call it death world or whatever nothingness um nothingness maybe sucked worse than being alive because i think life is a, is a great blessing um so you know i guess we just have to accept that we're going back there because there is no alternative <laughs> there's no living forever so maybe it's you know just accepting that we go back to nothingness but it certainly that doesn't sound appealing at all i i enjoy life. it's funny because um <clears throat> for a long time uh and and i think this is kind of naive, obviously, what I'm about to say. But uh, for a long time, I think in my brain, I just sort of – I built this scenario where whereas technology had advanced so much in my lifetime, like so much technology had improved um, that I, I thought to myself, you know what, maybe – by the time that I'm at like the age where I'm going to start having to, you know, think about death, they'll have developed some sort of pill or technology that either extends my life or, you know, maybe allows you to live forever or something along those lines. And it's only recently that I've come to the terms with the fact that, no, that's never never going to happen. And the other thing, and I think when evaluating if death is good, bad, or bullshit, you have to think about, okay – what if nobody what if nobody did die and there's a lot of like fantasy and science fiction there's even a family guy episode where he captures death or whatever um and uh and uh people can't die and is is that a good thing and i would venture to say no uh, you know death is necessary to maintain the balance of maintain the balance of life yes like i'm meaning that if you uh have no death then you are in a situation where, like, we've talked before about overpopulation and that sort of thing. Imagine if nobody died and you just kept making new people and nobody was dying. Like, I mean, we would be screwed pretty fast. Well, I'd like to respond to two things you mentioned, both of which are interesting. Um, The one being the technological advance. I read someplace or heard someplace fairly recently. I think it was on the, I think it was on Stuff You Should Know, great podcast. And um, they were talking about they had seen some research somewhere or there's some guy who was postulating that the first person to live to be a thousand years old is alive right now. And that's an interesting idea and speaks to that like technology of how we can prolong life. And but but it never it never it's never immortality. Like if you have any sense of the universe or or. You know, at some point you will die. <laughs> like it's just, you may live for a billion years, but you're going to die. And I also heard from someone, and this was like a statistical thing, which I found quite interesting, uh, that if you were immortal, 
um, like actually immortal, you could not die. There would become a time, like, and this is where statistically this is a hundred percent, that at some point you would become trapped in some kind of chasm or hole in the ground or under something, and you, and that's where you would remain until the end of the universe. So living forever sounds good, but when you factor in like the, the the length of time, like bad things would probably happen to you. Like I found the statistical one particularly funny, being the, like, oh really? But it's just that apparently statistically it might be a million years, but at some point you're going to be trapped somewhere and not be able to get out. <laughs> it's just like so weird. Um, so it's kind of like the immortality thing seems interesting, but I think that's just our coping mechanism of knowing that we're mortal. And, uh, and, and of course, for us to be successful in life, we have to not want to die, right? If we all were just reckless and died, we wouldn't be very successful, which leads me to responding to your, your second thing about, about the value of death. And I think the very base, you know, I'm someone who believes, I think, as you, you guys do, in evolution – and I think that the value of death is 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 progression, if you could use that word, not that it's necessarily forward or backwards. It's just change. It's how evolution happens. Um, we have to live, uh, experience life, our, pass on our genes where they can change. And that's why we exist in the begin with. Like if there was no death, unless you're, of course, you're a religious person. Um, but if there was no death, we would not be here. We would not be sentient, sentient creatures able to think about the concept of death. So if it wasn't for death, we couldn't be even having this conversation. Unless, again, you're a religious person and God just made everything as it These is. These are very balanced and, dare I say, like positive <laughs> outlooks on on death well um, i mean i try to think a bit positively about it yeah well i mean because as far as we know now it's an inevitability and certainly um i think as you know that's been true for a very long time and yes we have science fiction stories about people that live forever and there may be people who will be successful at one point in developing something to extend life i don't know if immortality is viable like you stated for a number of reasons but um, you know, I'm just sort of going on how I feel about how death makes me feel. And, and, and there's a couple of things that occur to me in that. And it's that one is that you spend, you, you get this beautiful gift of consciousness. You get to, um, know what love is, hopefully, hopefully, um, you get to, uh, you know, try cool things, eat food, have pleasurable senses, even, even go through, um, negative things that sort of that you learn from that make you stronger and wiser and then you just you end you know and i feel like that <laughs> i mean that's maybe a component of human selfishness we after all take things in the nature that we know and usurp them in many ways um i see like death as as pretty much death is <laughs> like terrible because um, not only our own death, but the people we love leave us. And um, we comfort ourselves by saying, you know, whether or not you believe in an afterlife, I think is, I think it's still universal that when people we love, you know, are lost, it hurts. I know when my grandmother passed, it took me a week to start even thinking about moving on with things like it, it was, it was very sad for me. And I felt that it was very unfair. And I've known people who've had very significant deaths in their lives at, at early ages that have been, you know, robbed of childhoods potentially with their parents. And it's, um, it's, it's, it, it just feels bad. And it feels like, why do we have to have this thing called death? Um, it's something that anybody could use as leverage 
over you if if we're very fortunate to live in the country that and then the time that we live in but in in many times throughout human history you know a controlling power may decide to treat people um as subhuman and and you know kill them or enslave them and threaten them with death and that kind of thing um I suppose slavery might be an example where death is preferable to slavery, although I think there would be people that would refute that wholeheartedly because spirit and will to live is a very important thing. But my sense is that like death is, is really a bad thing, and, and I have a hard time with all the sort of Zen outlook on it. I don't know if I'm, that makes me wrong, but that's my no, it does It doesn't make you wrong. I think that, I think that most, most people, I would just say save, maybe we could talk about this later, people who commit suicide, which I always find such a when I think about people committing suicide, it makes my stomach turn. And that's not just because of the bad chicken I ate yesterday. It's just the thought. Yeah. Well, because I, I mean, I agree with everything you said about like the, the, the concept of, of, of losing someone very close to me. It's just, it's so hard to deal with Crawford. And as we all know, lost his father recently too young. And that's super hard to deal with. Um, my roommate, Emma, her father has brain cancer and you know, he's still, trucking along but he's 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 a young man and uh and it's he's not gonna live that much longer i mean fingers crossed that he does so like being a human being and and caring about the people you you love about makes death inherently this a tragic thing and it's painful like there's no question um and in a way when when i was talking about that the the broader sort of philosophical stuff about death i feel like that's my personal that's my personal view of, of of myself and my relationship, say, with death. But when I think about other people uh, that I love dying, it is it's it's only painful. I, I, I it's very hard to see the positive in, in it. I, I agree. It is. It's funny because I agree with both of you guys. Like both of the points you're making, Mike, sort of Zen, uh, but like at the same point, looking at death um, as a as a whole, and both sort of like foreigner inspired i want to know what love is sort of <laughs> sort of like embracing the the life that you were living and 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 not wanting to lose loved ones and stuff like that like that's important that's important to me as well and it's something that resonates really strongly with me because i find death as i mentioned absolutely terrifying yeah. um but uh so th- so i find i find this one uh tough tough to deal with uh because um there are though there are those sides and honestly i know that we had a discussion when we put this in the random topic generator because all the random you know we fill it up with fuel and at one point there's a chance something's going to come out and i was really hoping this one would never come out because uh, i just said to myself wow this is a this is a is a heavy topic and b it it's just it's just really hard um because you you realize that the the balance of everything, the circle of life, to paraphrase Elton John, is is death is a necessary part of that. Uh, but then you selfishly you think of yourself, you think of your life, you think of your friends, you think of your family, you think of your kids, you think of your parents, and you're like, man, death blows. I don't want any of that. So yeah, no, I'm I'm teeter-tottering yeah and part of it has to do with how we're programmed and i know sometimes when we're we're trying to be rational and scientific or just you know especially as atheists we want to bring some meaning to it so we we don't get consumed by negative feelings about something like uh, it removes our bias from it to think about something just sort of stoically i don't know if that's maybe the right term but um we're programmed with the will to survive. We're programmed to be deeply connected to those that we love for many reasons. Um, 
and so sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I need to rise above the programming and just see things for what they are and be okay with it, right? And find a way to be okay with it. The one good thing about all of this is that, um, you know, it's a constant reminder. And if anyone listening feels like they're in a rut or feels like their life sucks, you're going to die. You will die. You will be dead. And to, you know, not to remind yourself, maybe that's kind of negative reinforcement, but if there's something that you want to do, or if there's some way that you want to live or something you need to say, you will die. And and doing things that put those things off, like, you know, um, watching TV all day or working a dumb job um, and, and not really making that time for yourself, you will die. And Mike, again, I think this is the second time I bring it up, but you're like nurses. When people die, they say, you know, the thing they regret most is, you know, working too much. So well, I think that was on the Workaholics episode. Yeah, no, I, I always think about that. There was like five things that people regret on their deathbeds, and it's sort of like not not living a life true to yourself, um, um, working too hard, not allowing it, not allowing yourself to be happy, and, and there's two others, but. Um, and it, it is interesting to keep in mind. And if anything, if anything, what death does is it does impart value on something. I mean, it's sort of like, in in a sense, you could think if you think of it as as something. So we all agree life has value, but why does it have value? Like, so if we were all immortal, it would essentially be uh, have no value in a, in the same way that a commodity when it's rare has value and when it's in abundance has no value and i think that if everyone was born was like whatever i'm immortal uh and we would all take this time the, the being in existence we would take it completely for granted we wouldn't we wouldn't necessarily um hold the relationships we have with people as meaningful because who cares you know i can just make up with them in ten thousand years if i feel like it if i don't like them now or whatever um, it, it, it adds this level of meaning and value because it's finite. And, uh, and that is kind of a, even though this is all kind of sort of, um, not, it, it's, it's, it's sad kind of, <laughs> um, melancholy stuff in one way. It, it also really does add this element of beauty to life that, that it is fleeting and that, and that it is valuable because you have it it's in a limited time so that, you have to be true to yourself or try to be and try to live uh, the best life you can and make the most of it because you got one shot at it. And that's one thing that when I think about re- religion and and why I'm not a big fan of religion is I find it devalues life because it says, who cares about this life because what you're really trying to do is get into heaven. So big deal when you die. Just make sure you don't screw anyone over and follow the rules and, and you're good to go. Uh, but when when death is 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 final, then then it adds all the more meaning to life and that you must take life not for granted and not wish death upon others and, and that sort of thing. I feel like it it, it 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 has a lot of positive aspects. And getting back to one thing I'd like to ask you guys about, I mentioned earlier, but the concept of suicide. And this is, as I said, a very hard thing for me to talk about. But but there are lots of people who who just choose to end their lives every day. And it's it's very sad. But these people, for whatever reasons, mental imbalance or just life circumstances, death is considered the better thing than living and it that's definitely sad but what do you guys think about the well, concept of suicide as as more abundant as this will sound i'm like we should do maybe you know the random topic generator one day will give us the suicide as its own subject oh, although i really don't <laughs> no, no, can we do another one like i this? would want to veto that one because it's you know it's just an like it pretty much 
Well, here's and this is going to be controversial. Let's talk about it now. Um, suicide to me, if someone has thought about it and like really thought about it, like not you know decided on a whim, but has seek counseling and some I don't know has given it some real thought and wants it over, then there may be cases where it's appropriate. Um, we're programmed with the will to survive and to want to see others live. You know, the I would say the majority of people who are self-respecting and respecting of others. There are, of course, insane criminals and all that kind of stuff who don't value it. But for the, but in terms of suicide, I think many people can be guided out of there and they're brought to that place because of other problems. Um, you know, the human mind is a complex place and we get lost sometimes and we want to do irrational things, especially when we're experiencing things or situations we don't understand and we don't know how to make better. Like making changes in your life is, is very difficult. I'm trying to make changes in my life. I wasn't suicidal, but uh, I'm trying to get out and exercise more. I'm trying to quit smoking. I'm trying to focus on my dreams. These things are just, I'm just not snapping my fingers and doing all the advice people give me and like, oh, my life is just better. It takes time to change. It's like a big boat. And I think when people are in places where they want to commit suicide, there's maybe no one really genuinely offering to help. They're not wanted by anybody or whatever the story may be. And so in those cases, I think it's tragic. Um, but I think if someone has, you know, thought about it or is in some kind of life circumstance where, like, living is worse than suffering uh, or suffering is worse than the idea of death, then, then I don't know. It's still tragic, but I, I want to be a respecter of people's decisions. So I feel like if someone's really thought about it, <laughs> you know, really given it a lot of thought, like someone, you know, a good example might be somebody who's in near death state and asked to be put under. Uh, I don't know if that happens, but maybe it does. It does. Yeah. It's it's a huge debate right now in Canada because people are talking about idea of legalizing euthanasia. I'm hugely in favor of this because I feel like you should be allowed to decide. And, and there have been a couple points. Like, you know, I was maybe being a bit light when I said I'd rather, uh, you know, I felt so crappy today that I'm like, I can understand how you – you could want to die. And I think anyone who's gone through prolonged sickness could, you know, even though they want to get better, it's, you know, if, if someone told you you're never going to get better, it's always going to be like this. You might be like, well, it's, you know, I'm not enjoying life anymore. And, and another time I was on a camping trip and the bugs were so bad. <laughs> it sounds like I'm going over, so bad that I remember thinking if I was sort of lost in the woods and like half naked and had no way to cover myself, I'd probably be like, I just killed myself because it was it was literally like being tortured constantly. So I, I feel like I've come down the brinks of those things. I mean, luckily I had, of course, you know, gotten better from all illnesses I've had and got out of the the woods eventually but um but like i totally can understand getting to a point where if you're not enjoying life i mean life well we have pretty good lives all of us uh talking about this right now so of course we don't want them to end you know there's a lot of good things in our lives but if if those things vanished and what was replaced with was suffering um i i can i can understand why why you might want to end it and back to the that the, the euthanasia debate a little bit but back to the the suicide one what makes me doubly sad about suicide is when you think about certain communities where suicide are high. So, for example, in, in Canada, our First Nations communities have high rates of suicide among youth. And those are, are often related to the fact that we've allowed certain pockets of our society um, and around the world, too, but like to, to, to devolve into these places where people don't want to live, where there's feelings of hopelessness, um, 
uh, and and it's just sad, like cycles of poverty and this type of thing. And so, you know, looking at suicide rates should be like for those of us who are like, oh, life's good, and you want to live good, we should really be. Every time you see suicide rates are high, be like. Oh, what what could we all do to make it better for those people who are choosing to end their lives? Because I, I guess that's a choice. Didn't Ernest Hemingway kill himself because he wasn't able to do shit anymore? Like he's just like I'm useless. Time to go. Well, that, do fam- I have that right? His family had a um, has a history of mental uh, illness. His suicide. I listened to an interview with Muriel. I think Muriel Hemingway, and uh, I think uh, like her sister. And brother both committed suicide. Their father, Ernest Hemingway, committed suicide. His grandfather or his father committed suicide. There was like a huge, you know. Then there's the mental health issue around suicide, which is maybe getting a bit off off topic. For yeah, like yeah. Episode. I just I just want to say I think people make that choice, and and like I said, I, for me, if they if they have really good, well thought out reasons for doing it, um, that's an to me that's an element of freedom. But Not I mine, think it, but I, I think of it in the context of like. It's like if I had, you know, if I was going through chemotherapy and say I made it to an old age and was just like, you know, the doctor said, okay, you have two months to live and uh, I'm sorry, but you're going to be feeling like this, you know, horribly sick and in agony the whole time. I'd be like, maybe, is there a way maybe we can just, you know, get this over with? I I, I don't know. Like if people want to kill themselves, it's great. Um, I think the the bigger issue is like murder because people can kill you. But but before you go on to murder, um, but what I want to say before that is that that's different from people who, because if I have an illness and that's, and that's it, I've run the course of my life and there's no cure for that illness, then, you know, that's it. But if it's something like social circumstances that we allow portions of our society to live in, where there's a larger number of people than than should be killing themselves because of horrible living conditions, that's that's something we could deal with as a society. Yeah, I, I suppose. Crofton, you got anything to say on it? You haven't jumped in on the suicide issue. Well, yet. it's because you both wouldn't shut up. But uh, <laughs> I, I will tell you, uh, my stance is that I'm pro-suicide. Uh, and uh, But but I agree with pretty much entirely everything you both said. Uh, I, I find that drawing a line between suicide and euthanasia is very difficult. And for select situations, and even in situations of... Uh, mental illness you want it you want to treat as much as possible uh but like i would i wouldn't want to take take away um i wouldn't want to take away somebody's right over themselves it's different than murder where you're affecting someone else's life although you that needs to be taken into account when making that decision but when i i wanted to get back to something mike was saying earlier which which I strongly agreed with and I thought was a really good point, which was, which was talking about the value of life and, and how suicide is making a decision with regards to, um, with regards to uh, uh, the, the known and the unknown, the devil you know and the devil you don't. It's saying, it's saying, I don't know anything about death, but I know that my life sucks so badly right now that I'm going to go with what I don't know uh, um, to to escape uh, to escape what I do know, uh, but but I think that that th- there is that value there that that death gives our our lives that value, so that makes that decision all the more important. And and the the element of sacrifice, the idea of like that we commemorate our war veterans for sacrificing uh, themselves, or if somebody jumped in front of me and took a bullet. That it, it and it costs them the, their life. That they are sacrificing something of you know of immeasurable value 
for you know for me or in, in probably more likely for the president. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but like I I just I just find that that makes the concept of death. It, when Mike said that and was talking about the value of it, it, it really it, it really makes you think um, life and death are two sides of the same spectrum. And I think if we were talking about life right now. Everybody would be jumping on and saying how great it is. Uh, I, I'd be rare to have somebody shit all over life. Um, well, but, yeah. But, I could. I'm, well, I'm I mean, sure, Hitler I'm could. Sure you both Idi Amin could. could. I'm, I'm not going to open that. I'm sure you both could shit on anything. But but I think all, all in all, like life is, is generally viewed as a positive and death is generally viewed as a negative. But I think in the end, they sort of reinforce each other i think i'm almost ready for verdicts all right i want to jump in first just because um you know we did spend a lot of time talking about suicide but one thing i wanted to get across with that in terms of death is that what i think about death i think about the fact that um in almost most cases maybe suicide being the exception that it's something that's taken from you and as crofton said it's it's for the majority of individuals, we recognize it as a priceless thing, and that's why we imprison murderers, and we we you know go in and and we try to overthrow evil tyrants who take segments of humanity and and deem them unfit for whatever reason and just slaughter them. I mean, think about all the people that didn't get the full benefit of their life benefit of their lives because of um, because of you know mass genocide and because of the black plague or other reasons. And we live in a time where we get to also live longer and enjoy more of it. Um, And I just think that's worth recognizing. Uh, But I think at the, at the end of the day, all of us will have our lives taken from us. We'll get hit by a bus. We'll contract a fatal disease. We'll just die of old age. It'll be taken from us. And I think we're inherently defined by our will to survive and our objectives. Much of what we do in life is to ensure our future or the future for people we love, for the majority of us. That's what we want. And, um, you know, I think in the first world, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it's important to be happy. That's almost like it's for, I'm fortunate that I can be in a position to think about that because there's people who can't. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, you know, death is a, is a bad thing. I think it's both bad and bullshit, but I'm going to go with a bad verdict. Um, And I think there are problems to face if we ever discover immortality or ways of living longer. But I'd like to suggest that um, those are problems we'd like to have. The problems we don't want to have are, you know, uh, the Nazis. Death is bad. So this, uh, yeah, so thinking about it, and and Bo touched on a little bit, like all of the, the the specific negatives associated with death of like dying before your time, being murdered, wars and famine and all these horrible ways to die. All those aside and trying to think about it as a um, more like an idea of philosophy or or personal or a personal relationship with death. Um, I try to think about it. Like that, because, I mean, we all as individuals have to deal with our own mortality, not necessarily the mortalities of others. So when I think about that, I try to, I try to think of death almost as a, a right. And that sounds maybe a bit strange, but I think of it as it's something we all get to do. Um, and there's not many things in existence that we all have access to. And death is death is one of them. And um, and aside from the fact that, uh, you know, as I mentioned, we talked about the the, the, the fact that death kind of adds, adds value to life. And I really do believe that. I think that at some point you get to 
you know lay your head down and and just have a rest forever and you've 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 lived your life you've done what you could do and you move on it's a shared experience it's part of being human and i really think that um that that's the price we pay for life life is beautiful it's rare it's valuable um and we're lucky to have it so lucky to have it uh and and the price you pay for that is having to die and that's okay because I think what you get in exchange, you know, if the alternative is just well never getting to exist, well, you know, okay, well I'll take, you know, I'll, I'll take getting to live for X amount of years and having to die because while I'm here, I, I'm able to enjoy myself, have good relationships with people that matter to me. It's 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 life is so beautiful, and 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 death just helps add value to it. Um, so, and going one more bit before I give my verdict. Um, that I do think that, that that we rely on death more than we think for being who we are, for allowing things like evolution to happen. If it wasn't for massive billions of generations of things to have died and altered their genes as they procreated, we would not be here. So it's just fundamentally this 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 fact of that's how life gets to the point where we're at as human beings and that we get to enjoy it. So if it wasn't for life for 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 death like that we 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 wouldn't be here you know if we all had immortal um you know one-celled organisms living forever well that's all you'd have right you need death to move things along to create change and change is important um so in the end you know aside from all the morbid and horrible ways to die i think that as a concept death is a good thing And believe me, I say this is just it, from this philosophical standpoint, because if I have to look so, at it from an emotional standpoint, I'm afraid of death, same as everyone else, and I don't want to see anyone I love die. But if I just try to use my rational mind and think about it that way, I'm like, you know, I, I, I try to do that to help, you know, brace myself for the inevitable as well. Playing that fanfare didn't seem appropriate. It does. It does. Because when I think about it, I think about the, the like, it makes me appreciate every day have more, you know, and death does that. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> right. Crofton, yeah. Over to you. Um, yeah. Uh, it's funny because both of what you guys said and both of your verdicts are a hundred percent right. Like, um, I agree a hundred percent with both of them, um, and so that's what's that's what's so difficult. And as I mentioned before, like there are those two elements of it: the Zen sort of philosophical might takes looking at death, and and then there's the the sort of like selfish, what is related to me in my life sort of approach that kind of Bo was espousing. And I agree a hundred percent with both of them. And having lost someone really important to me uh, fairly recently, but after a a um a dehabilitating disease uh, affected him for multiple years this being alzheimer's making him lose more and more of himself you know like i can see pretty much all aspects of this like there really and there really are a lot um to take into account death is a release death is a punishment death is a choice um all these all these things uh it's a force of nature. It, it, it is something that, that is, it almost seemed a verdict to it. But I feel when we came up with the show and we talked about what it, what is good and what is bad, that was always easy to determine. But when we talked about what is bullshit, 
there were so many ways that we could apply it. We could apply it to to something that's just ridiculous, or we can apply it like I'm applying it now in a situation where really you see all sides, and in the end, there's some good, there's some bad, but in the end, I gotta say that there's that it's bullshit. Death is bullshit. Interesting. The full spread. That was that was an interesting topic. It is, but it feels like it's one of those ones that's like um, the Schindler's List of the good, <laughs> bad, bullshit podcast. Like, like you know, when when we advertise and we put out in social media, we're like, "Hey, there's a new episode of Good, Bad, Bullshit today. We're gonna shoot the shit on so on on social media, or we're gonna shoot the shit on uh, dog food." You know, like, and then it, today it's like, "We're gonna shoot the shit on death." Oh yeah, who wants to listen? And well, it'll just be interesting because. I think it's good. I think it's an interesting conversation, but you have to be in the right mindset to want to listen to you, three guys talk about sure, death. For sure you do. It's one of those topics. It's a heavy topic, and you don't always want to talk about it. And, and I would say that as a society, we avoid talking about it, which is sort of interesting in that it's it's this giant thing above us all. But anyways, yeah, neat topic. Yeah, speaking of giant things and interesting conversations, uh, we have some letters today in the mailbag. Mailbag. All right, let me walk just, on over. We get so few letters, maybe we should just do one today and save one for next time. We probably won't get any between. All right, we got an email from Tracy, and she says, Hi, GBB boys. Hi, um, Tracy. Hello, Tracy. Uh, love the podcast. They keep me giggling and thinking, and after the shout of Croft gave me, I knew that it was time to write into the show and confirm that people do listen. What? Uh, I think a shout out Croft gave you. So, Croft, you know Tracy. Uh, I do. I know the lovely Tracy. All right. My garden plants and my cat are certainly delighted to hear about the opinions and weekly updates from you guys. <laughs> I'm glad to know that we ha- we can count garden plants and cats among our listeners. We should count them. Uh, as an avid listener, I must say my top three podcasts are Cats, partly because my cat makes an appearance as the crazy cat. Yes, we are proud. Um, smartphones, because I doubt that I will ever forget that Mike was actually distraught over the fact he forgot his phone while on the toilet. That, that's First a, world problem. It's a real good mental image we got of you there. Um, <laughs> manual transmissions. For anyone who likes driving a stick, they will Dinosaur love this Dinosaur tech. One. Yeah, keep them coming, Tracy. All right, so, yeah. Are we thinking we about... Should do, um, thanks, I'm... Tracy, first of all. Awesome. Fan mail. Woot. Uh, but... But we should do like a at one point like a top or, or our own top five topics or I don't know something like that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it was it was kind of neat to hear to hear the ones that resonated with her. It's maybe unfortunate to hear to hear her own letter. She'll have to listen through this morbid death podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her plants won't like that one. Yeah, I hope she takes good her. care of her plants because they might be like, man, we're gonna die from lack of watering. She'll be crying <laughs> in between her tears. She's like, oh, that's a shout out for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Um, yeah, no, I was kind of thinking, although this isn't set in stone, but for our 100th episode, we should do like uh, some of our favorite moments. That's and a good idea. if you're a listener and you have a favorite moment or something awesome, because I, Tracy, I really like the positive vibes on this email, um, you can send us an email uh, telling us all about what you liked or didn't like at goodbadbullet@gmail.com. If you want to subscribe to the show, because uh, if you're somehow not already subscribed, you can do so by clicking the links uh, to iTunes, Stitcher, or our RS feed on our website goodbadbull.com also find links to facebook please like it and follow us on twitter at goodbadbull all right guys i think that pretty much wraps it up so we're gonna have to put the show into a 
coffin. I tried to be clever there. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, you'll be the death of me. Crofton, uh, <laughs> if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can follow me at Twitter, where I'm killing myself writing quality material for them, at Crofton Steers. Um, Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about what you're up to, where can they do that? They can find me trying to enjoy every moment of life through Twitter? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) See, if you're still doing your shtick, you could make a rant about how you're enjoying your life and not being a loser on social media. Well, maybe social media can help you share the life with people you love, so... Whatever, that's not bad. I'm at ML Hodgins. All right, sweet. You can find me at Bo Schwartz. Um, all right. One thing I was thinking, Mike, is that um, you were saying, you said at one point, you know, yes, we people that die before our time is unfortunate. And I was thinking, like, technically we all die before our time because we actually don't know the time will die. I know that's no, like, listen, PKU, I, but... I heard, I heard something about this lady. God, I think it was around here. It was oldest woman in Canada. She just died, like, just before her 113th birthday. Died so. before her time. It's a shame. <laughs> no, she lived her time. Good for her. If she if she was if we had the science to make her like able bodied, uh, think of the value she could bring to society in terms of being able to I don't know just have that ex- it's a person filled with experience that expires and it's a shame. It'd be funny if she was just a crazy racist lady. <laughs> Damn, they let all the black people out on the streets now. They didn't do that when I was a kid. <laughs>